0: Welcome to episode four of Civil War Breakfast Club. I am your co-host, Mary, and joining me is my co-host, Darren.
1: Hello, Mary. Hey. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. How's your mood? Good. Good. <laughs> well, I'm in a great mood. I'm in a fantastic mood. This is, a, this is, a, this is the best time of the year. You have, it's September. There is a chill in the air. Yeah. There is pumpkin beer to be had, and of course... This is the beginning of the NFL, which Woo! we all know stands for New England Football League. <laughs> and that all starts on Sunday as the Patriots begin their banner number seven climb in front of a bunch of empty stadiums. But we will all look forward to it. You know why? Because God damn it, we got football coming. We
0: exactly. Do. Like summer is baseball, but baseball this year was just weird for me. But football, I am ready to go. And obviously we've got our football jerseys on tonight for this episode. So it's of... I don't know
1: what this this baseball you speak of is, but is that a new sport?
0: <laughs> so yes, those watching the video can see that I'm wearing a Packers jersey, and Darren is wearing a New England Patriots jersey. Chips. But I have a New England Patriots hat on because, yes, I cheer for
1: both teams. I was going to say, that number 12 you have, that is the funniest looking Tom Brady jersey I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Yeah, his name is spelled wrong, too. It's spelled Rogers. Rogers?
1: (laughs) Again, I've never heard of her.
0: Darren, I still have my quarterback. (laughs) Oh, Anyways, (laughs)
1: Anyways, <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. Way to kill it. Again, now my mood is bad. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, it's okay. We got Cam Newton now. Whatever. Who knows? But anyway, football is here. Yep. It is a great time of the year. It's been a good week. We had a good episode three podcast. Speaking of Atlanta, some great reviews on that. We kicked off the YouTube channel, which came out really, really good. The chief engineer, Mary <laughs> Fincher, the queen of the north of Ontario, puts yep. that whole thing together. And I think it's coming up pretty well. And everybody who's signing on and following us on Twitter and Facebook and Insta, much appreciated. It's a lot of fun doing this. I I will say it's definitely something I look forward to during the week. And it's because we get to hang out and we get to talk. Whatever, we get, to talk about whatever we want to talk about.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and tonight we are talking football, which the one thing about the jerseys we're wearing, which Darren brought up just before we started recording, I'm like, oh, let's go record and and talk about that, is the fact that the Packers did beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Wow,
1: look at you go tonight. You told me that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I did. But that was back during when the earth was cooling 100 years ago, though. The Patriots have, I think they've rebounded since. They seem to have won a couple of games along the way. I think they've won six Super Bowls. Actually, they've won six, but I think uh, the Packers have won four, so I think six is greater than four. You're the math experts. You tell me. (laughs) You're never living that dumb, by the way. (laughs) A little bit of a a recall to episode two. You would never live in that one down.
0: (laughs) I said it was like, what, was it a 46% casualty rate? And It was like 72 or something.
1: Even the ghost of McClellan was like, that girl doesn't know how to count.
0: I had McClellan's math teacher.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what it was. McClellan's (laughs) school of uh, mathematics. Yeah, that's what it was. Like I said, football season's here, so we Of thinking, which is always a dangerous thing, Mm -hmm. about the potential of comparing some of our hero generals and not so hero generals and maybe drawing a little correlation to the NFL teams of today and their overall history to see what we can come up with. Yeah, and we didn't really prepare this admittedly, so we're going to kind of wing this. We're going to see how much, how much Mayor knows about football, (laughs) which I think she knows more than I do. (laughs) We're going to have some fun with this. Hopefully, if you play along with it, I will say, any Jet fans, I apologize in advance because I fucking hate the Jet. Jets, and we're going to have fun with them today. We'll have some fun with some other teams as well. I think this will come across pretty, pretty well.
0: Yeah. I think before we get started, though, there's two birthdays to mention, one of which is today and the other is in a few weeks, and it has to do That's with right. the mugs we are drinking out of tonight. So you can go first, Aaron, with yours.
1: I'm, today is 192nd birthday of Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain, who would still be alive today if he wasn't shot in <laughs> Petersburg, I believe, because he was that good. This is a coffee mug from Joshua's Tavern up in beautiful Brunswick, Maine, and I am drinking Shipyard Ale Chamberlain. An IPA, which you can only get in Maine. So that's what I got. What about you?
0: I have General John Reynolds, also born in oh. September. So that's why I picked him because I don't have a Chamberlain mug. I'm not cool like Darren
1: yet. No one is. Nobody
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> but in honor of Chamberlain, I am drinking a Session New England IPA. And it's also in honor of my boy OO because it's called Moonlight on Chrome. You
1: like OO Howard? I know that. Yeah, totally.
0: I was actually listening to an audiobook today called Fierce Glory which is about the Battle of Antietam. Mm-hmm. The narrator mentions Howard's name and I totally started
1: fangirling. It's a good thing I was on my own. Hey, we talked about Howard. I'm sure I'm sure Howard, I'm going to guess he probably shows up at some point here this evening, I think, he like does. He probably mm-hmm. will. But yeah, so it's been a great week. Episode four is Can you believe this is the fourth episode already? Yeah. Unbelievable. I know. It's moving right along. Like we say, appreciate anybody who takes the time to watch this. We do appreciate it. It's a lot of yeah. fun to do this. So yeah.
0: hopefully you and enjoy we'll, it as well. And we love the community on Twitter as well. Like, kind of fun on there. Everybody on there getting Getting some good discussions going, lots of good laughs and all that. So it's it's really great to see that happening.
1: We really appreciate all of you. No, I do have to point out though, that hat doesn't look like a Packers hat that you're wearing.
0: Not a Packers hat. It's that looks
1: familiar. That's um... I already
0: said it was a New England hat.
1: I know, I know. I I I know it was a New England hat, so you're you're coming around. You're a Pats fan, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> you're getting there you're getting you would have died tonight if i had shown up I, was,
0: I told him earlier i'm like yeah i'm gonna wear my my packers jersey you would have died if i'd shown up in a new england jersey
1: <laughs> oh oh god yeah that would <laughs> be awesome that would have been the podcast. That'd be just me dropping dead right here. That'd be it. You know, speaking of Chamberlain, you know, go right down it, up up the spout, as they they said back in the day. But you're coming along. You're, you're good. You're a Pats fan and a Packers fan, which yeah. is which is fantastic. So, but yeah, so let's um let's kind of get rolling with this because I think right. I think it's I think it's a fun exercise. So we're gonna have some fun and put you on the spot a little bit. So here's what I'm gonna do. We're gonna play a little game show here where I'm going to say a general. And you're going to tell me what NFL team you think they best correspond or line up to. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to start with one of your favorites, Confederate General Braxton Bragg. Because <laughs> I, I know how much you love him.
0: And he has a dog named Braxy now, thanks to our Facebook Live one. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. There you go, Braxy. There you go.
0: Braxton Bragg. Well, so it's got to be a team that's pretty bad. There's a couple that come to mind, but I am going to go with the, the Cincinnati Bengals on this one.
1: I think you could could not go wrong with Any team from Ohio, to be honest, including eh, Buckeyes maybe. Michigan. Yeah. That's all the story. But let's talk about Braxton Bragg. So what about Braxton Bragg do you think would associate him with such a team?
0: Well, just they have not won any Super Bowls at all. That doesn't make a team not good. But I used to watch them play and they were terrible. And just their sportsmanship too was, uh I remember seeing a couple of things and I'm like, well, that's a real dick move. <laughs> and I know that happens in all teams and and all that. But you know, you're looking at a team that has not really won any championships. They're just kind of, I think they're even below being mediocre.
1: Dick move. Of course, you're paraphrasing the hood Sherman letters again from last week. Good good call for a throwback. Let's take a look at Braxton Bragg though. Focus on the general. No, actually, I think most people can agree the Bengals and maybe the Browns we can throw in there too.
0: Oh, oh talk, yeah. talk about
1: talk about the the steaming biohazard those those those, oh, those teams are. Yeah, but Braxton, let's let's give Braxton his due first of all before we rip him down. Graduates, goes to West Point, mm-hmm. class of thirty-seven. I think eighteen so, yeah. thirty-seven. Oh, yeah, he ultimately he goes to class. If I remember correctly, he goes, he's in the same class with Early mm-hmm. and Sedgwick. Yeah, and he graduates in the top ten. I think he graduated fifth in his class. Mm-hmm. I think. Ultimately, right? So he ends up commanding the Army of Mississippi, which becomes the Army of Tennessee.
0: Yeah. He's also a Mexican war veteran, too.
1: Right? He, he, he fights in Mexico. Yep. But I
0: believe he fights under Zachary
1: Taylor. Zachary Taylor. Okay. So he ends up in the Civil War fighting in the West, as we mentioned before. And I think he's known for the cut and run. As much as Howard gets ripped yep. for retreating for <laughs> Chancellorsville, and he gets blamed for that. Yep. I think Bragg is blamed for a lot of it because he he ended up cutting and running a whole bunch of times. He made Rosencrantz look like a superstar, right? Oh yeah. He runs in eighteen sixty two Battle of Perryville, yeah. right? Stones River around Christmas time. He he runs again. Tullahoma, Rose Rosencrantz gets him again. He ends up getting with with Chattanooga. He has some success with Longstreet at Chickamauga though. Yeah, right?
0: uh, yeah. There's a, yeah. There's Longstreet makes that. Breakthrough. You know, the reason the breakthrough happens though is because Rosie F's up with an order that he gives to Wood telling him to move his whole division over. (laughs) Bragg. Bragg definitely, like, he fought more with his, and we'll talk about this in a few weeks when we talk about Chickamauga, he's gonna fight more. Mm -hmm. He's commanding officers than he is against the Union army after Chickamauga. Right.
1: But Chattanooga, the, he gets routed at Chattanooga oh, yeah. on no, November 25th, which is the greatest day in American history. It as is far as actually concerned. the most important date ever. Okay. Just because. And he ends up obviously kind of getting the reputation of, of basically being cutting and running. But we talked before about how some of these Confederate generals never lose their jobs. If you look at Beauregard. He basically gets ostracized for running on Corinth for that one time. Yeah. Right? Bragg. I mean, he makes Robert Milroy look like a hero as far as staying ground, right?
0: <laughs> he does. And he eventually, like, he tries to, I think he does this whole thing where he tries to resign, and then Davis is like, no. But then there was the whole thing, you suck, you need to go petition that happened after Chickamauga.
1: There's an irony this is, there's is a Fort Bragg, I guess. I don't quite get that. Yeah. But and we're not talking about taking it away, you know, get emails, okay? We're just basically talking about the fact that he gets named for it. But when you look at the overall history, you have to, you have to look at the Browns or the Bengals. Yes. I, I like your Bengals pick. I do. I'm thinking Browns too. Just because the Cleveland Browns in the 2000s, which is like, what, 20 years? Yeah. Right? They've won 99 games in the yeah. entire two decades. 99. Just, just out of comparison, my team and America's team, the New England Patriots, have won 249 games in that same period of time. 249 to 99. Oh. You would think, and they had an 0-16 season in there. The year before... 2017, they went 0 16, which is hard to do. It really is. Coming off of 2016, you know what the record was in 2016? No, but I know they won. They won once. And, yeah. Oh, that's right. They won one game in two years, which is one more game than you did. So think about it. <laughs> so you can't go wrong comparing Bragg, I think, personally, to. We'll fill whole the whole state of Ohio. We'll call it Ohio. Okay. We'll just call it Ohio. So Braxton Bragg is the state of Ohio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we just lost every single Ohio
1: vote. But you know what, though? We just picked up a bunch of Michigan votes. That's we cool. Did. <laughs> In Pennsylvania, let's do it, as a matter of fact. Yep. <laughs> hey, Buck, Buckeyes are pretty good, you know, but their yep. payroll is higher than the Bengals and the Browns. So a little yep. bit, you know, keep that in mind.
0: I agree with you picking the Browns for for Bragg, too. And, you know, believe me, I did, they did flash in my mind, but I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to go for the Bengals.
1: You can't go wrong, though. I mean, the Bengals, to the Bengals' credit, though, let's give Bragg credit for Chickamauga. Yep. Let's just give him credit. I mean, he's he was there, so we'll give him credit. The Bengals did go to the Super Bowl twice.
0: Yes. And they so they have, the they have
1: made, they lost the 49ers, but they did make it. So I'm of the belief that it does mean something to get there. Oh, it does. Sure. Even if you lose something to get there. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty good comparison. I think you were right by staying in the state of Ohio and you couldn't have gone wrong either way. So you <laughs> like threw a big dart at the Buckeye state and you couldn't have gone wrong. <laughs> And, like, brag, I can't like the cigar. It's pretty lit.
0: I think it's your turn now. Okay. As Darren gets his cigar lit there. Yeah,
1: this thing is a user error, probably.
0: Oh, I'm not shocked it would be a user error. Don't burn your fucking jersey. <sighs>
1: joke about that just got this jersey <laughs> all right you're, so hit me what do you got your
0: general is william
1: tecumseh sherman oh what a surprise I, I i thought you were gonna go howard there but you know what yeah. sherman i think there's one choice with sherman don't you i think yeah, it's the new england I patriots i think it's the new england patriots i think it is just look at the reputation i, I think this really kind of not so much the patriots i think it's more of a comparison to their coach bill belichick
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he's against the media, right? Like He's
1: against the media. Just looking at it, I mean, what are some of the strengths of Sherman that maybe you think about a strong leader? You know, obviously, he's ruthless, right? Doesn't give a shit what you think. He hates the media. He had that fantastic quote. And anybody, any football fan knows how much Bill Belichick hates the media. Mm. He had that quote about, if I had my choice, I would kill all the reporters. But they'd be reporting from hell before breakfast, which is a fantastic quote from him. And I think he's overall right. What else? Oh, they, I mean, I, I don't think anybody in Atlanta likes either of them, right? <laughs> Who can blame them? <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's be honest. We, we talked about Atlanta last week. Yeah. The New England Patriots and, you know, when it comes to Sherman, the most two hated things probably in Georgia. I think, yeah, I think you gotta look at that. I think you also gotta look at some of the flaws of Sherman though, because obviously Belichick has taken his hits too. Mm-hmm. Belichick, obviously, he's, he had the Spygate thing and he had some stuff that he did that was probably wrong that I don't care about. Yeah. If it's all overblown, but that's another story to say the least. Sherman also had Chickasaw Bluff, Mm -hmm. right? He also, he had, he had some mistakes and we're not going to talk about his politics or any of that, but 1863 at the Vicksburg campaign, he did get his ass handed to him.
0: Yeah, and the same, he, he would get a little bit too, I think just confident at times, and you saw that that's pretty much what happens at Chickasaw Bluffs. Chickasaw Bluffs has everything to do with how to, you know, reading maps. He'd read the map wrong. And similar things going to happen to him in November 1863 at Missionary Ridge where he's going to read the map wrong and not be in the right place at all. Yeah. And the thing is, is he doesn't really talk about that in his memoirs too much. It's, it's kind, of, kind of glazes over it. And I'm not, <laughs> okay, I'm totally going to raz on you. But, you know, New England fans don't talk about the mistakes that Belichick
1: made. I don't know what you're speaking of, no. <laughs> Silence. He's just staring at me. I'm just trying to, I'm just bewildered at such a foolish <laughs> comment be honest i understand that most people outside of this area where i live in don't mm. like him i think a lot of it's the fact that he won so much and he's also arrogant and there's a lot yeah. of but, but that's another thing too but there's a bunch of other parallels you can make with sherman and belichick though and so this is more belichick than the patriots whatever okay bill belichick has won more Super Bowls than anybody He's got six as a coach. He's got two more as an assistant. So he's got a lot of bling, right? Yeah. What do we call Sherman? What's our nickname for Bledenny. Sherman? Uncle Blingy. Uncle bling. Bling, right? Talk about that. And we mentioned this a little bit in our Facebook Live the other day, is Sherman. He was one of the Northern California where the Girls Are Warm, to so quote that song, uh, years ago. And he was, in 1849, he found himself out where the Gold Rush was. And he had a, what's that word I couldn't say last week? Metallurgy? Metallurgy. Metallurgy. He studied metallurgy at West Point. And so in, when they found gold, what they thought was gold in the, the San Francisco area, they came to him to document that it was gold. And he was the first to admit and discover that it was actually gold. So he was the one who said, yep, it's gold. So since gold associates with jewelry and Belichick associates with jewelry, I think there's also a parallel. Yes. <laughs> right? Uncle, Uncle Blingy. Uncle Blingy. Now we have yep. Coach Blingy. Yeah, you know, uncle bling, you know. Hmm. What else? Oh, I know, I know another one. For a lot, a lot of Sherman's career, he was kind of the undershadow, the understudy to who? To Grant, right? Yes. Right from all the way through it, through Shiloh and all through Atlanta, Grant was the guy and Sherman was pissed underling and, in different yeah. ways. So you could also draw a parallel that Bill Belichick spent most of his career under the tutelage of Bill Parcells, right? Yeah. Not to associate Parcells with, with Grant, but you could draw a parallel from a lot of his early career. A lot of his thunder was stolen by Parcells the way a lot of Sherman's mm. thunder was taken from Grant, right? Yep. The failings of Chickasaw compared to Sherman, you got to look at those early Belichick years in Cleveland too, mm-hmm. which actually he gets, he should get a lot more credit for that. That team yeah. moved halfway through and he had something going there and, and they would have been really, really good if he stayed there. So I think I think there's a lot of there's a lot of parallels to that. Sherman was also the first superintendent at LSU. Yep. Who was the current national champion of football?
0: Yep, he was. That's
1: pretty cool, right? Yep. You look at all the battles he fought: he, Fort Henry, Fort Donaldson, Shiloh, Vicksburg, Chattanooga, Battle of Shrew Farm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't follow it, the office, do you? No, no I don't. And then you totally miss that joke. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of ways you can parallel. So I I think that the Patriots. Best lineup with General Sherman. Just, I think for a lot of different reasons, I think that's the obvious comparison. So yeah, what, I, what I thought
0: think? of, an I, I agree with you. I thought of another one, as you were talking about kind of the mentorship thing, but another way, in some ways, Belichick is kind of like Grant too, and Brady could be like Sherman. Like there's that kind of mm-hmm. the teamwork going on, right? The other thing with that is Grant and Sherman eventually did have a bit of a falling out, just like mm-hmm. Belichick and Brady sort of did.
1: But Parcells and Belichick had a falling out too. Yep.
0: Yeah. Sherman and Grant's falling out happened when Grant was president and Grant gave Sherman certain powers as the military commander, but then he suddenly took them away because John Rollins did not want him to have those powers. And Rollins at the time was dying from, I believe it was tuberculosis and Grant just said, well, I have to do this for him. And Sherman was just, but this is what we'd always wanted. It means the government's interfering less with what we're doing. And Grant just said, I can't do it. And Sherman just felt like it was a huge betrayal.
1: Well, I think Sherman felt what he was doing was right all along too. Yeah. You know, when, when they did their march to the sea, and we'll, we'll do a whole episode on that, there was no communication between him in Washington no he just did it yeah and I think even if there was communication he would have been like I don't give a shit what you say I know what I'm doing this is the way I'm going to do it I know for a fact that some of the the sports books I've read that Belichick is a huge fan of Sherman I I I think a lot of that stuff I think has kind of spills over the media thing definitely does because no one hates the media more than Belichick does Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's probably something that we can probably agree on I think
0: yeah no, I think you made a very solid choice with that yeah, one.
1: With your Pat's hat and your fake Tom Brady shirt you're wearing right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next time I'll be wearing a Patriots jersey. <laughs> oh, oh
1: my God, that'd be awesome. That would be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a, I'll watch that one a thousand times. <laughs> You got the 12, you're almost there. Although I think Brady's not there anymore. I know, but it's, 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 it's give me time. Give me time. All right. My turn, right? Yeah. Nice. I'm making it easy for you. I'm going to give you a hard one. Okay. Right. How about we go with David Farragut? Ooh, representing the Navy. Let's go to the Navy a little bit. Let's, let's jump on the water a yeah, little bit. Since we we're Navy. talking Vicksburg a little bit a second ago. Yeah. Maybe think of the Navy. Let's talk about David Farragut. Yep. Who do you think lines up best with David Farragut? I'm
0: going to go with. Packers.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, let's talk about Farragut a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, so Farragut, a, he's one of the older officers in the Civil War. He was involved in the War of 1812. But he no. was like, he
1: was, all, he was born in 1801. he like think, 11. Yeah. He?
0: I think he was with his dad. I mean, you're the math expert. That. You tell me. I think, me. He, was, that I think that. he was with his dad. <laughs> There's something about that that I remember reading. In it's book his his father it. might
1: have fought that. <laughs>
0: well, you know what? No. All right, sure. He No, he was young. Like he was I'm a kid, right? but he was with his dad during it. Oh, God. I hope I didn't just didn't get that wrong. There
1: you go. That would be Civil War Breakfast Club at gmail.com. Yes. Send your, comp- send your complaints. <laughs> Attention, Mary. All right. So, all right. So Farragut, again, he's born in 1801 yep. and he was born in, te- in Tennessee and he did serve in the Mexican war though.
0: Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah.
1: And he, he fought under Matthew Perry. Not the guy from Friends, who you're probably thinking of, but another guy.
0: Is that Commodore Perry? No.
1: Com- no, 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 no. different guy. Look, Look at me getting right? things wrong tonight. He's Commodore Perry. Isn't the guy who was Mount Everest guy? Is that is that him? I think I'm so. I'm this guy. I have no idea. I don't know.
0: I feel that. like I'm getting my uh, facts wrong tonight.
1: Yeah. No, it's okay. But a guy from Tennessee. did stay with the Union.
0: Wait. Hey, I just looked what? it up. battles and wars. War of eighteen twelve, USS Essex versus HMS Alert, action off Charles Island.
1: What's the Doogie Hauser of the military? He was like ten years old. yeah All right, well, I stand corrected. Yep. Oh my God, Mary.
0: He was on the USS Essex. I think that's the ship his dad was on. But, hey, pretty cool for him. Yep. I just remember that from a book I read about. <gasps> so <laughs> when I was ten years, when I was,
1: when I was, <laughs> when I was ten years old, I was in the SS Toyota going with my father to watch him buy beer. So that's what I was doing. When I was ten years old. So I guess I guess was having a little bit career than I was.
0: Well, it was through the influence of his foster father. He was a commissioned a midshipman in the United States Navy on December 17th, 1810 at the age of nine. Wow. He was a prize master by age 12 and Farragut fought in the War of 1812, serving under Captain Porter, his foster father. Farragut is actually, we're digressing a bit here. So Admiral David Dixon Porter is Farragut.
1: Step brother, right? Yeah, with or his half brother?
0: brother. Admiral Farragut was raised by David Dixon Porter's father. Interesting, foster father. Wow, yeah.
1: so he was like so they're brothers, like they're foster okay. brothers, basically. All right, so I guess see this thought. Okay, well, you got me there, Fincher. Good yeah. job. <laughs> I never would have thought that. Hey, get him started. Yeah, young, I remember so. reading
0: it in Miller's book about Vicksburg, and just thinking, like, oh my god, that's so young.
1: See, I thought that he had a. I knew he had a father in it. I didn't think he was on. I can't imagine he was actually fighting though. He was probably just there with his father. He he's
0: was a guess. midshipman. He was going to commission in the navy. Okay, anyway, either way, he's in the War of eighteen twelve. Okay,
1: so he he ends up in the Civil War. He gets. He's older at that point. Yeah. So he's about 61, 62 years old. He has that great success on the, at the beginning of the Mississippi Vicksburg campaign. He captures New Orleans. He participated with Nathaniel Banks. From Waltham, Massachusetts, at the Siege of Hudson, Port Hudson, he has some success. You know, he shuts out, the, takes out that final base at Mobile Bay in the Gulf of Mexico, and he has a fantastic quote when he's, they're sailing through, and they say, they say admiral, there's too many landmines and too many torpedoes for us to sail through. And what does he say?
0: Damn the torpedoes!
1: Damn the torpedoes! Yep. That's a great quote. It is. And then he was the first officer to be named a full admiral. Yes.
0: Which is In the United I States chose, Navy. One of the reasons I chose him for the Packers is because the Packers were the first NFL team to win the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, good thinking on you. That's a good correlation, though, because, you know, the, the Packers were one of the older teams, and yeah. he was one of the older, yes. or older generals. Yeah. Success. I mean, I, I don't think Farragut had any real... I guess if you're looking for a bad moment, you could say that he kind of fell on himself at the beginning of the Vicksburg campaign. He couldn't... The very first of the 87 battles of the Battle of Vicksburg, <laughs> trying to take that city. He, he retreated. And he tried to sail out of the Mississippi, and they said, "No, no, no, get your get your ass back!" You know, you know, leave him. So he he stuck around. He is the same age as Aaron Rodgers now, I think, right? <laughs> so I guess that's a good correlation. They're both about two hundred years old.
0: Thanks, Aaron Rodgers, younger
1: than me. Uh, oh, geez. All right, well, geez, I'm I'm doing good for you tonight. <laughs> But I think I think Rogers might be the oldest quarterback in the NFL right now, right? No, obviously Br- Besides no, Brady. Brady of but he's dead. to I think de- Drew Brady, is Drew Brady is dead Brees, to me, Drees. so it doesn't count. Okay, Brady, doesn't count.
0: We don't talk about he who. Is no, not. no. I, I think Drew Brees might be a little older than Rodgers.
1: The probably is because he was yeah. at Purdue and the, the yeah okay, so yeah. Admit, that's probably that's probably right. Yeah. Okay, but he's definitely one of the older ones. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at the field general, the Packers is Aaron Rodgers. Yep, and
0: he's not doing as well. Like I think Farragut, his career kind of got a little bit shaky, just like Rodgers has been lately. Like Rogers had that injury a few years ago, but still pretty solid player. I think Farragut, in some ways, he's maybe a little bit overrated, but I think he's got talent just like Rogers does, you know, and he was able to help the Civil War get victories like at Vicksburg and all that.
1: Well, I think, as I think about this, I, I like the Packers pick. I like this mm-hmm. because he had success going back to the War of 1812. Yeah. He probably fought in the Revolutionary War somehow, but he was even born <laughs> probably, but he had success early in life. The Packers have been going since 1919.
0: 19, 1919,
1: yep. So they started playing football five years after Joshua Chamberlain died. Oh my god. Isn't that crazy? That's- Mind-blowing. <laughs> wow. So was not that long ago. I keep telling you. All no. times, it was not that long ago. They've, since 1919, they've been, they've been playing. They had 13 NFL titles. Most of them were in the 30s and the 60s. Yeah. Four Super Bowl titles. The most recent one, beating the, the lovable Pittsburgh Steelers, which I very Ooh. much enjoyed that one. I was a Steeler, I was a Pittsburgh fan, <laughs> Eight, Packer still. fan that night. I'll promise Eight. you that one. I hate um, the Steelers. Oh, no one likes the Steelers, for God's sake, Steelers, please. I, I think that's a good correlation because it's he's you know, he's an older guy, he got criticized for being old, yeah. kinda like maybe Winfield Scott was, although he wasn't that old. But he was an older guy, people questioned. Porter actually kinda took some shots at him too at the beginning of that Vicksburg campaign, thinking he was gonna mail in a little bit and try to take over that position. Yeah. Which makes you think about the, the family history about how awkward that Christmas must have been.
0: Yeah, well, Porter you know? and Farragut, like Miller in his book about Vicksburg, that he talks quite a bit about them and he talks that they were both like lays it out and he says they were both really fucking arrogant. I think,
1: well, I think you have to be though. I mean, if you're, if you're getting in the military at that young of an age and you yeah. grow up and your father is, is, who he was yeah. you have such a long distinguished career and they come to you and they say we need to help us take this Mississippi yeah. I mean he's probably thinking well here we go now now I'm back you yeah. know so I can see that I don't think the Packers are arrogant though no I no, think they're not. I think I mean they're from you know Wisconsin yeah. and um they're oh nice. by the way you picked
0: Wisconsin's like Canada Junior
1: you picked the Packers because of Jen didn't you you get that. This is a little homage to her, isn't it? This is a little throw to her. Okay, I see what you're like up the to.
0: Packers. She does like the Packers.
1: Oh, okay. Well, oh. oh, maybe, but but I think, um, I think it's a good correlation because he's a, like we said, he's an older guy, he's prestigious. I don't think anyone really hates Farragut and no. like, like going back to Bragg, I don't think he has a bad reputation. He's got a good reputation. No,
0: he's got a good reputation, like, like Rodgers. The other reason, too. I picked him is because there's this one picture of Farragut that he's just kind of standing there with his arms crossed, and it's actually one of my favorite pictures of a Civil War officer. I just thought of that picture now, and I'm like, well, that's kind of like Rogers. Rogers has a very commanding presence when he's on the field, and I think that's look how on,
1: Farragut was. The look on Farragut's face in that picture is awesome, though. I know. I think I tweeted. He looks like he just found twenty bucks in the floor, stuck in his pocket. Hope no one saw him. Yeah. He has that ate the canary look. But yeah. I, I like your Packers pick, Mary. I think that's a good one. I wasn't skeptical, but I was curious where you were <laughs> going with that. I, I will admit that was pretty solid. That was pretty yeah. good. So, all right. So Packers or David Farragut, I didn't see that coming at all. That's pretty solid. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so what's you.
1: next? Pope, John Pope. Yep. No
0: Pope, John Paul, the second.
1: Oh, that'd be the saints. Taking though,
0: it right? to the, we're taking it to Catholicism
1: now. Oh, okay. <laughs> John Pope, the miscreant Pope. Oh, you know what though? We talked about him a couple of weeks ago in our second Manassas campaign. Yeah,
0: we did. And, a and, <laughs> and,
1: and so he was a guy who arrogant thought he knew, thought he was the man Came east, he had that quote about how he's used to seeing the backs of the Confederate soldiers. Yeah. And then he came out here and he tried to do what he could. Out here, I mean the East, and he completely pissed down his own leg. There is only one team, one team that can correspond to John Pope, and that is the New York freaking Jets. No <laughs> question. There is nothing. This was this is a slam dunk, not even a close. You want to talk about a do-nothing, arrogant. Franchise. It's the New York Jets. It is absolutely the New York Jets. So, and I make no apologies for that. So, John Pope. Let's go back. Let, let's dust off the John Pope notes from two weeks ago.
0: Oh, you know, yeah, John Pope know. comes east with the Army of Virginia, which has been newly formed. But he yeah, has he has some success out west. Yeah, right? he he does. But he he said he took five thousand prisoners at Island Number Ten. I think it was uh-huh. Island number 10, right? Island and, number 10. And then apparently he had the same math teacher as McCollum and myself, as well as Alan Pinkerton had, and he inflated those numbers. Ooh,
1: Pinkerton. Yeah, the oh, 7,000.
0: Yeah. Well, Pinkerton was uh, basically giving McCullum the numbers, and then McCullum was increasing them by 5%.
1: Well, Halleck was too. <laughs> Halleck was giving those numbers too.
0: Increased it by 5%. And
1: shall I say, Lincoln? He also was given those numbers too. So uh, that's okay. But let's rehash on John Pope, okay? Because we talked about him a few weeks ago. West Point graduates about middle of his class. Mm-hmm. He goes to Mexico. Does pretty well with that. Ends up getting the commander of the Army of the Mississippi, yep. which, you know, become the Army of the Tennessee eventually. He does some good things though. I mean, he certainly he captures New, New Madrid 1862. Yep. He does pretty well with that. To your point, he's part of that expedition that stops Island number 10. Yep. I'm not sure if Island number 9 was better. Island number 10 was the <laughs> one he stopped at. Imagine being named Island number
0: 10. Yeah, like where is that? Not as good as rough and ready though. <laughs> and Rough and Ready cheerleaders. Ah, if you haven't prom... yet listened to episode three, you really need to.
1: Somewhere there's a prom queen from Rough and Ready High School who's had a scarred life. But so he... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds so, like a place of exile. It's where bad several <laughs> Civil War generals get exiled to.
1: I bet you Hooker and Butterfield spent a lot of time there. <laughs> yeah, rough and right. I bet you totally did. So he captures Island number 10. He's part of Andrew Foote's Navy, and he does that. He gets promoted to Major General, and he helps secure Corinth. we talked about Beauregard. You know, Beauregard does that masterful thing where he's a la Jamestown with Magruder. He has the fake cannon, sets the trees up slowly. They say the hardest thing to do is to retreat in the face of the enemy. That's exactly what he did. But they ultimately took Corinth. He has a good reputation. Meanwhile, what's going on out east is McClellan is having his struggles on the peninsula. So he goes in that doghouse we talked about a couple weeks ago, and they bring in John Pope to save the day
0: because they think he's Lincoln thinks he's going to be way more aggressive.
1: Well, Lincoln thinks he's going to be aggressive. Not to rehash this, our second episode, he gets his ass kicked in Manassas. <laughs> I mean, I mean, his I mean, he gets his ass kicked in Manassas. The ass of Manassas stands for ass kicked of John Pope in Manassas. Okay, <laughs> it's John so he, Pope's ass. John Pope's Ass gets pounded, knocked away, <laughs> and so he gets He basically, he basically ends up getting sent all the way to to, to Minnesota. Oh, this is hilarious! He he, he ultimately ends up. Need to stop. He gets. Um, <laughs> He basically gets pushed all the way back to Minnesota. He gets to fight, to fight the Dakota Wars of 1800, 1862. And he basically disappears completely from the mainstream as far as the military goes. And he basically struggles. So he basically has a really bad reputation, obviously. He had a little bit of success early. And here's where the Jets thing comes in, in all seriousness, okay? The New York Jets, back in the day, they were one of the original AFC or the AFL teams in the 1960. They came in. and They did pretty well at the beginning. They were pretty competitive in 1969. In Super Bowl 3, they had a really good game against the Baltimore Colts, not the Indianapolis Colts, the Baltimore Colts. And at the time it was one of the biggest upsets in sports history. This is the famous Joe Namath guaranteed the win. They win that game like 16 to 9 or something like that. But it was a big, big, big deal. And the New York Jets and their fans have been living off that ever since. 1969, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> 1969 was the last time the New York Jets won the Super Bowl and their fans think they're the combination of the Patriots, Cowboys, and 49ers. And ever since that year, They've had a couple of good years here and there, but nothing really good. They haven't been back to a Super Bowl since. They've been in that AFC East dungeon for the last 20 or so years, just getting pounded by the Patriots. And so that's kind of, kind of, I think, why I think the Jets will be the best correlation with them, primarily because they just had some success early. And I think a lot of the younger Jets fans now have been hearing from probably their fathers about how great the Jets have been. And I think Pope, he's used to reading his own headlines, thinking they're better than they are, and they just don't know they're not good. They just don't know. It's 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 very sad to quote Arthur Freeman's. Very, very sad.
0: <laughs> Which does I mean, just knowing you're not good, that's that's like Pope Pope thought he was uh, basically King Shit of Fuck It's one thing if you, the what? King Shit of Fuck Mountain. Look at that in the map, see how that is.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a fun place to go camping. <laughs> So if you look at the Browns or the Bengals though, there are, you know, you're not good and you just, you don't even make apologies for it. You know, you know, but the Jets don't think that the Jets like Pope think they had some success and for that reason on they feel that they are almost better than they really are. So that's why I think Pope is a good correlation with that. I just, I just think that he beating a dead horse here. He thought he was much better than he really was. He was kind of riding the, the coattails of a lot of these really good Western guys. His biggest victory was probably maybe say Corinth when Beer Guard just left. There was no real fighting on that. So he definitely had some help with Andrew Foote on island number 10. So I think he was one of those guys who was riding a a false bravado, false reputation. I think that's the best correlate. I think that's a good one.
0: No, it's a really good one. I'm glad you you got the Jets in there. No, I agree. I completely agree. Just just without them, they still think they're a great team. It's like you haven't won in a really long time. The Bengals and the Browns like know they're bad. The Jets I mean you
1: just you just know it. You you just know the situation that yeah. it's it's unfortunate. I could have been convinced the Jets could have been bragged too. I could have gone there too, yep. but I like yeah, I like yours. You're, you're you're the right I think you're the uh, made the right call now. I mean.
0: Yeah, the Jets would work for Bragg too because Bragg believed it was everybody else's fault, like everybody else was out to get him and he couldn't understand none of the losses or whatever were his fault at all, like especially after what happened at Chickamauga. He had them in Chattanooga and he refused to listen to any of the reports he was getting. And then he thought everybody was out to get him and he was more focused on the fact that he thought Polk was trying to take over command or Longstreet had been shipped from the east you know stir shit up and possibly oust him from command that's the only reason why
1: longstreet was there but Bragg, you know what the, the thing about Bragg is you kind of have to you have to quasi give him chickamauga though you kind of do yeah, and it no was way. and i know it was longstreet i mean i think longstreet i think we're i think we're both longstreet fans yeah I think. yeah i'm I a think, longstreet I'm, fan yeah yeah we are i think when you look at that Bragg's success came later Versus, versus Pulps came earlier. Yeah. I think that's that's why I think the Jets probably the, the best overall situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's no wrong answer with that. I'm no, just,
0: no. I think maybe. you made a solid choice with it. I think it was no. awesome.
1: I mean, any chance to make fun of the Jets is that takes. So. Hey,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: I'm not over some of the stuff they pulled with that deflate gate, by the way. I mean, yeah, the, the spy gate. That was deflate ridiculous. Deflate gate. No, the flight gate was a stupid cold, but the, the the jets was a spy gate. But I digress with that. Obviously the therapy didn't work for that, clearing that out. But I think that's, I think pretty good. I think so far so good with this stuff. I, find, I think we probably have time for one more.
0: I think we do. Yeah.
1: All right. So let me, let me think, let me think of a tough one here. Let's go U.S. Grant. Ooh. So let's, let's, before we, before we think about the team, we'll do this one together. Okay. Yeah. What, you know, everybody knows Grant's story. He's certainly um, Point Pleasant, Ohio, West Point, one of the heroes of Mexico riding the horse the way he did the yes. uh, Battle of Monterey. As they uh, did is, in the
0: Grant miniseries.
1: Oh, that, that, that miniseries is oh. really, really good. And yeah, I, he I, likes I,
0: that cigar.
1: Oh God. It was a, it was a long shower after that for me when yeah. had that cigar. Yeah. Oh,
0: trust me, that was.
1: I mean, we don't know if that actually happened, but that scene when Lee is signing the papers and he just fires up the cigar. Yeah. Talk about it. Oh my god, that was I know. that was a. Uh...
0: That that was Oof. that that was Civil War porn right there.
1: Oh, it was. That that could have been on many a many a dot com, besides history dot com to say the least. I don't know any of those sites, so I don't know. I hear there's some out there that you could probably go on to, but I think you get my point. But I think he certainly was he was close with James Longstreet West Point. He was, um, he you know he was somebody who. I was always surprising to me that he was not given a cavalry position in the army that he was denied that. He
0: was so into being such a good equestrian that I'm surprised about that too. I never thought about that.
1: Yeah, because he was he was actually rejected for a position in the United States Cavalry out of West Point, and I never understood that. But he ended up in the infantry, and you know he had his. We'll tell his whole story then. We'll decide. So he had his whole situation where he was didn't like the army. He got into drinking a little bit. Got Mm. homesick. He had his. You know, that's when he met Sherman, commits him to come back in the army. And then he comes back and he has that string of success in the West, which in every single step along the way, he was still kind of ostracized. He has Fort Henry and Fort Donaldson, you know, uh, unconditional surrender grants. He has all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Halleck still doesn't like him. He's messing around with him. And then he goes on, in my opinion, the Vicksburg campaign, which is the greatest U.S. military campaign in history, in my opinion. It is so... interesting. I mean, you want to talk about a trial and error situation when you got guys coming from Washington to spy on you for drinking? Mm-hmm. Like like Charles Dana, you've got other generals who have basically put in place in case you fall down to to take over. He tries to go down the Mississippi. He tries to dig that De Soto trench around. Oh, that was such a you know, which felt which so didn't work. Stuff. But all the stuff they tried, you know, coming down, you know, the Yazoo River and in Deer Creek, you know, all the Farragut mistakes we made, we mentioned earlier. He finally runs the block. I love that running the right? blockade. I runs love the blockade. You know, gets down gets down there. And even that was screwed up because it was supposed to be at night and it didn't work. They got down there and the whole place lit up like Fourth of July. They they saw him coming. Yeah, he lands at Bru- but then they start hugging right Inside to get you know, he, he runs into that slave who says a place called Bruinsville. You can you yeah. can land your boats right there. He lands. Has Sherman do his his fame north. He has that the brilliant campaign by that cavalry guy Grierson. Yeah, you know. To, to go and wreak havoc and keep the army in, in Mississippi and keep everybody so they're away from Vicksburg for, for Grant to finally attack. Mm-hmm. So he finally pulls that off. And Vicksburg is, I know it wasn't clean as it, you make it sound in 2020 hindsight, 150 mm-hmm. whatever years later, yeah. 157 years later, but he could have easily gone back to Memphis and said the hell with this. He easily could have. Could have. Yeah. And I don't think anybody would have blamed him. I think most people have expected mm-hmm. him to, but he stuck with it. So he had his trials and errors. He ultimately ended up securing the West Vicksburg. he comes east to to, you know to help with the the east to put that pincer move on with sherman to ultimately end the war and has that fantastic cigar scene in appomattox
0: i love that with
1: joshua chamberlain yes right so what team do you think what team given all his successes but you already picked we already did the patriots you can't pick the patriots yeah
0: um, given all his successes, I think the 49ers.
1: Oh, wow. The San Francisco 49. Yeah. That's yeah, a good, pretty- that's a good, that's a good call with them because I mean, they're one of the, a team that's been successful really almost their entire time. Mm-hmm. They did have their struggles. They had an issue. They got in trouble with the salary cap. I think in the eighties, they got in trouble for that. Yeah. But they, they responded. I think they've lost their last two Super Bowls though, but they've won five. Yeah. So I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good call. I think mm-hmm. they're definitely one of the blue bloods. Yeah. I think. His presidency probably detracts a little bit from his military record.
0: Yeah, although he is getting a reevaluation of his presidency. In some ways, it's like if you read American Ulysses by Ronald C. White Jr., who excellent book. There I go. There's no, my bo- there's my book enabling for the oh, good. Another another book to buy. Um, Thank you, Mary. It's, <laughs> I mean, his presidency was was definitely not the best, but it was also not the worst. Grant had a horribly corrupt cabinet. And Grant was one that just kind of, you know, he was not the corrupt one. It was his cabinet. And he just didn't kind of turn the blind eye to it.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, I love the S. us, Grant. And, you know, we were talking, too. we were talking last night about the Willard Hotel. Yeah. Right. You know, people don't realize, I mean, he used to, he used to go over there and he used to fire up cigars in the lobby of the yeah. Willard Hotel every single night. And people would come up to him and ask him for favors. And that's where the phrase lobbyist comes from. Yeah. And that, I, I love that story. The other story I like about Grant is when Robert E. Lee meets him in the White House after mm-hmm. the war. And Robert E. Lee is Robert E. Lee, you know, the personality of a yep. paper towel, you know. But <laughs> but they're they're talking, they're negotiating about a contract for a railroad mm-hmm. of all things. And Grant goes, you know, General Lee, you and I have spent our careers tearing up railroads, so it's irony here today we're talking about building railroads. And Lee didn't even look up at him. Wow. It must have been a fun conversation. Oh, I don't think Lee had a sense of humor, actually. I you think? <laughs> I would agree with you on that one. No. But why do you think 49ers? Let's hear hear, hear your case. Make your case.
0: Well, just that, you know, the championships and they have struggled along the way, like Grant did. They're not the New England Patriots by any stretch. I think. Nobody is. I think in some ways Sherman had a few more successes than Grant. I think he he was more the. Sherman was definitely the celebrity general where
1: the Patriots. More than Grant was?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Really? Okay. I guess I'm just thinking about when Grant came to check into the Willard again. When he signed his name, they realized who he was, and mm-hmm. everyone wanted to see him, and it goes to that whole assassination thing with with, yeah. with Lincoln. But I, th- I think you can't go wrong with that. I think you cannot tell the story of the Civil War without U.S. Grant. No, you, you, no, can't, you absolutely and, can't. Right? And you cannot tell the story of the NFL without the San Francisco 49 No. You really can't. And
0: they should have won last year. Yeah. Well, Kansas City. They, I mean, they're not as old as the Packers, but they've been around
1: since 1946. Niners? Really? I think so. Okay. You want another, Actually, another correlation. You're probably right. I, I thought they were. No, you're right. I, they, were in a, they, they weren't in the AF, AFL team. Oh, sorry. 1944. See? The other thing that you could talk about, you mentioned Grant, Grant and Sherman. The correlation with Grant and Sherman, if you go back to the 80s, when you had Grant and Sherman, you had coach Bill Walsh and quarterback Joe Montana. So kind of what you were saying before about Belichick and Brady, you can see the same correlation with Grant Sherman to Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, which is one of the, it's probably the second best coach quarterback combination in NFL history. Yeah. I think you got a good call with that. You know, we could do this all night and just pick all these teams, but I think it's it's a fun endeavor to do. When this does drop, it'll be Saturday morning and it'll be NFL weekend. We'll be doing our Facebook Live, special edition Facebook Live, on Sunday at 10 a.m. instead of Saturday because it's opening day. So since since nobody will be tailgating freaking COVID.
0: You can come tailgate with us. You can come
1: tailgate with us because we'll have breakfast beers and we can talk about teams. Anybody wants to talk about their team? If you want to challenge anything we've said, if you're a Jets fan, just don't sign on to stay off if you want to talk about what what, what correspond you know correlations you might have because we admittedly didn't research a lot of this we thought it'd be a fun episode just kind of wing this and see yeah. what we came up with i was kind of curious how much football she knew because she wears <laughs> that packagers all the time and i'm <laughs> curious I what know she will really
0: do <laughs> i am actually admittedly i am a fairly new fan to football this will be my fourth season heavily watching it but for years i just didn't like it Mm. didn't watch it baseball was about the only sport i watched and then i was was at cedar point in ohio which i go to quite a bit when there's not a fucking pandemic going on and there was an ohio state game on and i asked the person who i was with i said i'm like can you please explain this game to me and they did
1: you don't watch canadian football at all
0: no i don't i hate i hate cfl i can't
1: you know who that who the, the the babe ruth of canadian football is uh no doug flutie you know who you know where he went to college Boston College. The second... He was an Eagle? He was an Eagle. He is the second best alumni to come out of that school. Wow.
0: Yes. Second best. Yes. I know. (laughs) For those that can't see, he's pointing to himself. Darren is a Boston College graduate.
1: For Boston, for Boston. (laughs) Yeah. um, Anyway,
0: so the game was explained to me and it clicked. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like a battle. Once I understood it, I just got full into it. I'm still learning the rules and about the teams and all that and you know I'm still not 100% on everything that happens but I thoroughly enjoy watching it and
1: uh, it's a great game especially live it, it is it is, I it have is a never fan- been fantastic experience. I've been a Patriots season ticket holder now for longer than I should be, to be honest. And unfortunately with the stadium being shut down, I don't know if I'm going to get to go to a game in Foxborough this year, but it's a, it is a great take, um, especially these games on the roads to Buffalo, Chicago, mm-hmm. New York, Miami, Cleveland. They're all, they're all fun places to go, but yeah, I think, I think football is a great game. So I think it'll be a fun weekend. I think hopefully it starts off well. Hopefully if your team is a Patriots, you have a great season. And I Definitely think um, my team. Yeah, definitely. And we'll see about the rest. But uh, yeah, but good talk. I think it's fun. I think it's a good way to yeah. talk about this. Again, it's all about personalizing these guys and trying mm-hmm. to point out their strengths and their weaknesses. And going into the football season, I thought it was a fun way to kind of compare the two and see if we get correlations. I think yeah. that's pretty fun.
0: I think the other thing we could say too, because we were dropping this episode on Saturday and we're going to be doing our live on Sunday. So if you happen to be listening to this on Saturday, um, tweet... Tweet at us, go on our Facebook page, go on our Instagram account and let us know like what your picks would be. And you don't have to just stick with the teams that we did like, or the generals, like let us know what you think. Like if you got another general or another team, then let us know. And, um, we'll talk about it on the Facebook live.
1: So coming attractions next week, we're going to go back to our battles and we're going to talk about the Maryland campaign. Mm We're just going to talk about special order One Ninety One. It's going to talk about South mountain and talk about the battle of Antietam.
0: Yep, and we are going to focus in on the Iron Brigade for that. So oh, we are going to be looking hats. at one the brigade. Black hats.
1: We're going to talk about the great Black Cats the Iron Brigade, led by the great John
0: Gibbon. Gibbon. Oh, he's, I'm, uh, I was reading in, I think it's Alan T. Nolan's book called The Iron Brigade, which is just a whole history of the brigade, which is awesome. He's an awesome author. I was reading that on the weekend. So reading up on South Mountain and all that. that and that's
1: going to be a fun, fun talk, because yeah. we talked, you know, it was kind of the extension of the Manassas campaign we talked about last week mm-hmm. or 2 weeks ago now where it was that final bump on the road to to Maryland and yeah. and so it's it's going to be um Obviously it's not going to work out too, too well for the Confederacy. It's going to lead to the Emancipation Proclamation. It's going to lead to a lot of political upheaval in yeah. the North and the South. But I think, um, it's a great battle to talk about. And if you've never been, you got to go. Oh yeah. You got to go to You got to go to Antietam. You got to go visit the sunken road when you're there too. There's nothing better than being on the sunken road. Not, not even a question. They just say it is fantastic. But prepare for it to rain because every time <laughs> I go, it rains every single time. <laughs> so that
0: means on our road trip there, it's going to fucking rain.
1: Sunker Road is going to be totally wet, <laughs> but the cornfield, we'll, put too. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a good, I'm sure we'll have a good time. Yeah.
0: I was actually like, I'm, I mentioned this book a couple of times now, I think on this episode, Fierce Glory by uh, his name, right? Justin Martin came out a couple of years ago and mm. it's about, it's about Antietam and it is, it's one of those books about the battle that doesn't, it's not, you're not going to get overwhelmed with details, but it also like goes back to like what lincoln is doing at the time and it talks like he gives a great overview of mcclellan's life and of general lee's life and just he kind of he compares and contrasts them so it's a really really good book i'm serious when i say that i am also trying to enable people again too
1: you do you work for amazon is that what your deal is no i thought you worked for the county you got some side gig I, i i've got a bookshelf full of books now that you've you've enabled me on so what happens
0: when you hang out with the queen of the book Mabelers.
1: Oh gosh, but they're good books though. You never, you never steer me wrong yet. That's no, a good one. Not yet. Yet. <laughs> <God>. Well, <laughs> anyway, so that's a good, probably a good place to drop off. I think, I think, so. I think yeah. it's, um, this is pretty well. So we look forward to, um, talking about this again on Sunday when we do our Facebook live. So yeah. if you're on Facebook, definitely check us out. If, um, if you are, uh, if you're not, We are also on YouTube, so you can see our smiling faces on YouTube.
0: And it's actually going to be a little bit different from the episode that's posted because I don't edit this one because I don't know how to edit video. (laughs) So you could get a few
1: outtakes of this one. I think we had too many.
0: Right we didn't now. have any outtakes.
1: <laughs> no, but I think um it's great to check it out. So again, we appreciate everybody checking it out because it's fantastic. It's humbling anybody watches this. We just kind of just to hang out and talk civil war. We yeah, exactly. We didn't
0: tour. know what we didn't know what to expect when we started this podcast. You know, it's we're into episode four now, and we were like, well, whatever. Like, we'll see how it goes. We were we already said we we're going to continue to do this for as long as we can, basically because you can never run out of enough things to talk about when, the civil war.
1: It's a lot of stuff to do. So, yep.
0: and if people watch so, it, great. And if not, well, whatever. <laughs>
1: we're, we're watching it. So anyway, so happy birthday to the great yes. Joshua Chamberlain, MC.
0: 192. To John and Reynolds. to
1: John Reynolds. So 192. You ne- never look so good. And um, Mary, we will look forward to talking to you soon. We will talk to you next time. So again, good night, everybody. Look forward to the next one. And until then, go bats. <laughs>
0: Go Pats and go Packers. We'll see you all again soon.
1: No Packers, (laughs) just Pats.
0: Bye, everybody.
1: Peace out.